about 17 different levels of human consciousness where people sit throughout their life. And that, that'll be shame, grief, guilt, anger, fear, all the way up to joy, love, enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Now, which one is your default? So, uh, com this is maybe coming a little bit from oh, out of the blue here. from out of the blue cap. <laughs> Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together, we'll find the ideal path on The Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. One of the things you learned living here in Los Angeles, the entertainment capital of the world, is how resilient a mindset you have to have in order to be successful as an actor or actress or just in the entertainment business writ large. Our guest this week is Roz Gentle, who has done pretty much all you can do in that business for decades, although she still looks pretty young. So we're gonna to talk to her about how do you take that performer's mindset and use it in whatever field that you, you wanna get into. But first, we're gonna mix up a cocktail with Philip. So what are you gonna do for us? All right, so today we're gonna to be making a cocktail that dates back to 1908. It's, a, oh. it's named after a song called My Affinity f that aired in a play uh, called The Soul's Kiss. Um, so it, it requires scotch. So it's, we're going to start off with an ounce of scotch. Okay. Um, little trivia. Affinity was what, um, back in the early 1900s, affinity meant love or like my significant other. Oh, an so, like an affinity form. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So like if you look at Valentine's cards back in the 1910s, it would say to my affinity. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, I, you know, if I gave that card to my wife, <laughs> I'm, I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this cocktail is named after that there. So it is my significant other. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Equal parts dry and sweet vermouth, an ounce each as well. So okay. an ounce each all around. Wow, okay, so scotch, sweet and dry vermouth. Mm -hmm. And then you have, and then like you've got- uh, A little fernet, so a little bittering agent to this cocktail here. Just to- Just half an ounce of that. Time, take the edge off the sweetness, huh? mm -hmm. Okay. And we're, you're using the, the scotch I have here on the bar, which is John and Walker Black, so. Perfect scotch. Yeah, it's Is a beautiful scotch. Okay. Some dashes of bitters here. Okay, good old And we're stir just up. gonna stir. All right. I like to stir for about 20 seconds just so it dilutes everything and okay, yeah. shields it all down here. Nice. And then, that is it. I think I'm gonna steal a taste of this before we give it to sure. uh, our guest. This needs is just a little lemon twist. Oh, here. okay. A lot, a lot of layers of flavors in this, huh? Mm-hmm. Just helps brings out the bitterness and helps mutes it just a tad here. Was this an American cocktail? Or? It is an American cocktail. Yeah. So I always think of American, th you know, cocktails as being more on the sweet side because we we tend to have that sweet tooth here. But back in the like pre 1920s, everything was actually more bitter. 
Oh, so it was. really, oh, really okay. bitter. It it was a form of medicine back then. Oh, gotcha. So, okay, yeah, here I'll try. There this you one. are. Thank you, sir. Let's see. Oh wow, yeah, that's. To be honest with you, I, thinking about those ingredients, I wouldn't have gone. Oh yeah, that, of course that makes a great cocktail, but it sure does. It's very simple cocktail as well. Only four mm. ingredients. Yeah, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Of course. I think Roz is going to like this. My pleasure. How can you build a stronger mindset? So, Philip, mix this up for us. This is called an affinity. Thank you. Okay. But you have to know, what my is wife is my affinity. You're, you're not my affinity. <laughs> but we have an affinity. Mm. That's true. Um, I'm going to read a short biography about you, so so our, our viewers will <clears throat> know a little bit more about you. Ooh. So, as a lifetime performer, producer, and director, Roz Gentle knows what it takes to move and impact an audience. And while it would be fun to talk to you about life on the Wicked stage, we were reminiscing <laughs> before, we're going to focus on Roz's work as an acting teacher and coach and founder of Life Master Seminars through which she has helped people in areas such as becoming better leaders and gaining greater self-composure. And when the, the per proverbial, see, I, had, I, had, I wrote a joke in it's here okay. and I, I messed up the yeah, joke. Yeah, you always mess up jokes. That's it's, right. It's what just, we do. We're just going to leave it at gaining greater yeah. self-composure. <laughs> um, you'll, you'll be able to, if you haven't heard this already, you'll be able to tell that uh, Roz is a native Australian. And so she, but she's bi-continental, except for the last sort of year or so. Um, and, but we're, we're benefiting by having you here in the United States, to have you in studio having a cocktail to uh, Which to is talk a very about. nice cocktail, I have to Isn't say. It? Yeah, wow. right? What's it based on? It's a, it's a scotch, uh, dry and sweet vermouth, and oh frenet, or frenet, depending on... You know, falsely, one of those falsely. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Very and then nice. a little bit of, uh, I mean, a twist of uh, lemon. Of, of, of lemon peel, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was a big um, mango core. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, it's yeah. a bit smaller, thinner. Oh, yeah. it's lemon. It's lemon, yeah. I'm not wearing my glasses, see. Oh, okay. <laughs> Happens. So you, you talk about the psychology of performance, right? Having that, 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 that mindset. So, connect for us with connect for us that performance psychology with the ability to meet just the everyday challenges of life. Hmm. Um, psychology of performance is the the course I teach at NIFA. So it's it in that course I teach. <coughs> the first half of it is all about them. It's really understanding how they work, how they function as a human being. But just in terms of actors generally and how to relate that to every day um, and the mindset of, as an actor, you know when you go into uh, a scene, you have choices. You can go this way or that way or that way or this way or whichever way the director wants you to go. Mm -hmm. So you have choices and I think that's one thing I think that is very clear with the actor's mind. Um, however, when young actors come in, they think they have to go with their gut all the time, mm. which is, you know, okay to do that, but you might play Cary Grant forever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, so there are actors who play themselves, like Cary did, 
very well. And there are actors like Leonardo DiCaprio who, or Philip Seymour Hoffman who can, you know, those sort of people who can dissolve into a whole other character. Um, so I think as actors, it's our job to be able to replicate the consciousness of every human being on the planet. <laughs> That's no small thing. So you have to understand how the mind works. And I think the first thing I like to get actors to do is to really start to understand themselves and how they function as a human being. So you, you, you bring in a really interesting thought to mind, and that is, you know, today there seems to be so much emphasis on being authentic. And, and as a chaplain in the Navy, Oftentimes, the biggest problems came when the sailor or marine was being authentic, i.e., I'm mad, I'll put my fist through this taxi window, right? And, and so would you say that when an actor uh, uh, assumes a character that's, let's say, even at odds with his own, is that being inauthentic? No, because I think there's everything in all of us. So you have to find that part of you that can get angry. And that's why I help them find out who they are because if that's a part that you've suppressed for a long time, um, you're not gonna be able to do that. And when you go to do it, you'll try and squash it because it's not part of you. So we have to get to know the strengths and the weaknesses, our own weaknesses. If we don't know them, we will um, push them aside. We won't want people to see them. And what is vulnerability other than letting people see the very parts of you you don't want them to see. Right. And that is being vulnerable. And you can only do that when you recognize, okay, so that's a part of me, but it's not who I am. So then conversely, let's say for someone who habitually in inhabits anger, there's a calm in them and they Absolutely. have to find that calm. Absolutely, yes, yes. And what, uh, the book I use is a book called Power Versus Force by David Hawken and in it, he, um, what's the word, um, identifies, let's say, about 17 different levels of human consciousness where people sit throughout their life. And that, that'll be shame, grief, guilt, anger, fear, all the way up to joy, love, enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Now, which one is your default? There are many people who default to anger. It is like the habituated behavior that they have got gotten stuck into. So I help them discover where they're at and go, okay, well, where is, where are other levels, <coughs> excuse me, need another sip of this, I think. <laughs> where are other levels? <coughs> what are the other levels I can go to? But I always get them to come back to what I call neutral, which is that peace place. So we do a lot of meditational techniques. We do a lot of, a lot of those um, diff different techniques. I don't have a particular meditation I promote by any means. I just help them to find their way to come to neutral. Um, because if you're going through a scene and you start out all jolly and happy and then by the end you're in this raging thing, you've got to be able to get back to one for the next, to start the scene again. Right. And when people, you know, really tap into that anger and it sort of becomes part of them and they can't get out. No, oh, no, I can't start it again for another 10 minutes. That's 10 minutes of time gone. <laughs> the director's not yeah. going to bring you back for the next film for. So, so, so let's say you've got um, a student who, for whatever reason, they're, they, they're, they feel a block 
either when they need to go from that calm place to the angry place or the happy place, if you will, or vice versa. They, they, can, they can easily access those extremes of emotions, but then to get back to that centered place where they can move on to the next scene, they can't do it. How do you help them work through that block to more readily access these other um, emotional levels, perhaps? Mm, the whole course. In 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. <laughs> I get them to take responsibility that they're, they're the creators of their own experience, that everything they're creating, every emotion, every feeling, they're the creator of it. So if they're the creator, they can uncreate and they can transition into something else. So I get them to be very flexible with their emotional state. So they're really becoming masters of emotion masters of energy, I like to call them, <laughs> because that's what you have to be able to do. So um, most of the blocks I find, all of our blocks, I'd venture to say, and of course there will be exceptions, but I'd say most of the blocks come down to self-respect. The so. underlying block of nearly every, the underlying cause of nearly every block is self-respect, whether it's financial illness, um, your relationships with people. I, there's a whole thing I could explain here, but, but basically all of our blocks and all of our self-sabotaging, anything that comes in the way, is being created by our state of mind. And if that state of mind is not present, is not fully aware of itself um, and loving itself and in that very calm place, um, we're not able to... My thought has just totally gone out of my head where I was going. Can anyone well, tell so, me? So you, you, it was so good, wasn't it? Well, so you, no, you made me... So this is, this is what you made me think of. Um, I, I had a situation once where um, someone called me a pretty egregiously anti-Semitic slur, right? And, um, and my response was kind of, yeah, whatever. Um, and, and people around me were incensed that someone would have the temerity to call, you know, a, a Jew something and a, and, and a rabbi to boot, right? It's like, yeah. they're, they're like righteously dead. Double whammy. Right? And, and, I, and I, I said, you know what? I know who I am. Exactly. I'm not what he described. Um, so I don't really need to respond to it. But... He gave, me, he gave me a really important piece of information, and that is this is not someone I want to be involved with. Mm. And that was, that was yeah. my response. Yeah. And, and so I, is, it, am I on the right track? Is that what you're talking about? Or am I sort of off in left field here? No, no, you're absolutely right. You have to know who you are, or otherwise as an actor, you'll be looking at the critics and you'll be believing them all, or you'll be looking at the praise and you'll be believing it all. And you can't, you can't take one without the other. So you have to know yourself and just go, thank you very much. Or, oh, really? Okay. So uh, this is maybe coming a little bit from oh, out of the blue here. from out of the blue, Ken. <laughs> so many times in, in my career, especially when I was in sales, people would you should take an acting class. It will really help you. What do you, what do you think about that advice? I think it does. I, I did this in Canada once when I first left Australia. 
I was in Canada trying to um, see if I could work up there before I came in here. And I ran a course up there for people who weren't actors. Mm -hmm. Every one of them across the board said, oh, how fantastic. I learnt more about myself than I've learned in <laughs> 30 years or whatever it was. Um, because I think it does, it does show you where you're reactive because you, you start acting with people and all you start all these buttons getting pressed everywhere and you go, oh, gosh, sorry, I didn't mean that. But, you know, it, it does help you to learn about yourself things that you may not have known before. <laughs> Maybe didn't want to know. Maybe didn't want to know, definitely. So I, th I think it's a great idea. It's a great creative expression. Mm -hmm. um, I, I encourage anyone to do a course in acting. I had so many directors in Australia who used to do my acting classes. Mm -hmm. um, one, they wanted to find out the mindset of an actor and what an actor actually has to go through. Because mm -hmm. people think it's so easy, you know, everyone can do that. But uh, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, yeah, of <laughs> course, of course. Uh, it just, it, it, it seems to me, e even if we're talking about, I mean, we're, we're sort of, you know, ragging on Cary Grant, but he seemed, when you watch his movies, he seems to be very in touch with the emotions. He was very present. He was mm -hmm. very much in touch with him, him and his emotions. Definitely. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying he was a bad actor, that you have a choice. As an actor, you can play yourself. And if you're charming and a very um, charismatic, you can play yourself through your whole career. Mm -hmm. um, but some actors prefer to be able to mix it up and play all kinds of characters right. because that's fun too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can learn a lot more about yourself, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, I, I, I can see. So I think, you know, actors, actors make choices as to which, what kind of actor they're going to be. Yeah. And, and it's because I don't think most of us look at actors that way. We think, you know, oh, well... The, Either they're just kind of doing whatever they're doing, or the director is saying, "Okay, now walk from here to here." And um, but really, it's it's an it is an expression of life in front of a camera or on a stage. Totally. I mean, you get to express all the different emotions that you never do in your life. We all make choices to use about three or four or five maybe different ways of expressing emotion in our mm -hmm. life, and we are habituated to only expressing that way. And they're probably choices we made at two years old. Mm, mm -hmm. And then as an actor, you have to go, oh, she does what? Really? I would never do that. But okay, let me try. And you have to go a whole different way to expressing anger. Yeah. You know, some people are very... <laughs> and others are like... <laughs> you know, I Mildred mean... Pierce. <laughs> right <laughs> inside. <laughs> yeah. Causing all kinds of illness in there. <laughs> but, you know, every, everyone has all their ways. They've, they've become very habituated to acting. But as an actor, you now have to open that box and go, oh, gosh, when I do the, the class on emotion, they all go, oh, I thought I was being emotive, motive, but now I'm going, I don't know how to get to that one. You know, so I, I, I go, okay, well, think about someone you've seen on television, someone you know in real life. Just, just pretend, just play and see if you can get to that. What is begging? Has anyone begged in their life for anything? That's a really hard emotion to tap into if you've got any sense of self-respect. Right. Because we never go there. Yeah. So, you know, they have to... Once you've hit that note, that frequency, if you like, of that emotion, you go, oh, wow, yeah, that's what it is. But if you've never hit it, it's scary for an actor if they first thing they come on set and they go, now beg for your life. You go, 
how do you beg for your life? I've never done that. So, you know, there's all sorts of, so, all sorts of things to learn. Yeah. For, for someone who wants to have, perhaps at the same time, deeper access to their emotions, but also better control of their emotions. I think that would seem to me to be the ideal. Absolutely. Right? So where, where should they start? What's, hmm. you know, they're, they've, they've just finished watching our interview and, and they're, they're fired up. I, yeah, this makes sense to me. I want to do this. What should they do? Just off the top of my head, I'll give you two answers to that. And the first one is meditation. Find a way to find the quiet inside. There are all kinds of meditations out there. Any one of them will work. Find the one that works for you, because we all command different things. Um, the second thing is, one of the things that blocks a lot of emotional work is anger. So bring forgiveness into your life. Heart forgiveness, it's one of the techniques I use in the class to help clear the blocks because a lot of the blocks are around anger. We've all had a lot of shit happen. Sorry, can I say that word? <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to some of us. And there's a lot of anger around it and it blocks emotional state. It makes you get stuck. It's like an iceberg stuck inside. And it's heart forgiveness, not just forgiveness from your head, but really feeling it in your heart. And there's, there are different techniques around that. Roz, thank you so much for coming in and talking with us today. You're very welcome. Very welcome. It's been lovely. What's going on? You have to push the on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Can you come and push this camera and say, okay, I'll be there. I'm a chef. But I'm a chef. He, he's, he's only been doing this for yeah. about 50 years, so, you know. <laughs> Find that calm place. <laughs> okay, whenever the director says go. All right, settle in, everybody. And action, Kevin. Roz, thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. You're very welcome, Kev. It's lovely to see you again. And thank you, everyone. That's our show for this week. Roz Gentle's wisdom was manifest. Thinking about her two suggestions for both getting more deeply connected with our emotions, but at the same time being able to exercise greater control over them, probably something we all need to do. Find that, that quiet place within, maybe through meditation or some other practice like that. And then Let's all forgive ourselves. We probably make mistakes every single day. Say I'm sorry to the person you hurt and then forgive yourself. And then life can move on to a, a more productive, more place of wow. If you have a thought about a, a subject within one of the realms you want us to talk about, let us know. Go to our website, thewaytowowshow.com, drop us a comment. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, darling, you are still my belle.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.